Good evening. Thank you so much for having us. We've had a wonderful weekend, and we're so happy to be here tonight to kind of close this time out. We want to thank you so much for your support. If anybody's heard us speak in Sunday school classes or anywhere else, we have thanked you, but we want one more opportunity to thank you for your support for um, missions around the world so that we can all partner together in the gospel to impact lostness around the world. The Lottie Moon Christmas offering uh, goal for this year is $200 million. But that is reachable if we all work together. And God will use it in so many ways. Thank you, Mark, for those songs. Uh, talk about a lot of memories. Um, and I, can't, I don't have time to ramble on here, but when we first went to the field, that was, you know, a big hit back in 91. And uh, we even did a video uh, in Portuguese to that. Pessoas sem a luz precisam de Jesus is the way it goes in Portuguese. But uh, it's great to be here. We just thank you, as Joy said, for this opportunity. And uh, I want to invite you to open your Bibles to Acts uh, chapter 10, verse 16. Acts chapter 10, verse 16. And here we have a pretty well-known passage, and it's often called the uh, the Macedonian call. And I invite you to stand as, as we, I'm going to read from the international, new international version. And if anybody has ever found the old international version, I'd like to see it. I've never seen the old international version. But anyway, um, Acts chapter 10, verse 16. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Amen. May God add his blessing to the reading. You may be seated. So I just want to go through this scripture very quickly and look at some of the highlights that we see. The first thing it says that after Paul had seen a vision, and those of you that heard me in Sunday school, I talk a lot about vision because vision is the first spark normally of missions and a missions call. And that's what we want to talk to you about tonight, the call to missions. And when we get a vision, then we begin to see what God wants us to do. So that's the beginning point. So that's where this starts here after Paul had seen the vision. Uh, on the field, even with the state of Kentucky right now, we still have a partnership with Kentucky that takes vision trips to Brazil. What is the idea? The idea is for people to go and get a vision. And a vision trip is not a luxury trip. As a matter of fact, if you look in the Bible and in the Old Testament and Caleb and those guys, uh, it's an act of war because you're going to spy out the land. So a vision trip is very serious, and that's where God many, many times gives us a vision of what he wants us to do. And then the next thing we see that it says there, it says, we got ready at once. Now, I want to point out a couple of things. Number one, it doesn't say we left at once for Macedonia, okay? It says we got ready at once to go to Macedonia. 
So there's always an immediacy about God's call, something that needs to be done right then. You know, you may not be going to Macedonia for five years or, or two years or whatever, but there's always something, an immediacy about God's call that needs to be done right now. And usually that is getting ready. So getting ready is what? Is getting prepared. They didn't go immediately to do something they weren't prepared to do. And I remind you at this point, Paul had already been on mission trips and, you know, had gotten a call already to, to be a missionary. So this is a very specific call to a specific place and needed specific preparation. And when we talk about preparation, uh, we're talking about things like education. Maybe you need more experience. Maybe you need more training. Maybe there's a family or personal concern that needs to be taken care of. Maybe there's financial concerns. All sorts of things that are involved in getting, in getting prepared to go on a mission call. And then the very next thing it says, of course, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. And I kind of dwell on that word, leave, because mission calls always involve leaving. They always involve going, which involves sacrifice. Another song that came to my mind, Mark, also a big hit at that time was uh, Michael W. Smith, you know, friends and a friend, a friend forever. Well, we were leaving right when that song was so big. So everywhere, you know, for about five different things, they had to sing it to us. And it's like, oh my God, not again, you know. Because it was sad. But anyway, it's, you know, it's sad. There's sacrifice involved in missions. There's always sacrifice involved in missions. And one of those things is leaving. And so we have to leave behind and to go on to the next place. And then finally, in the scripture, it says, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And uh, in the Greek, for all of you that speak Greek, um, the word that's, that is translated concluding, okay, here, in the Greek is literally a term that means to add things up. So it's like, you know, you, you go somewhere and you, you observe this, 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 and this, and this, and you say, oh, I think there's, uh, there must be a football game here today, you know, or whatever. You, you add things up in your mind from what you've observed, and you conclude, okay? So that's what that is, means here. It just literally means things just add up. And so what it's saying is everything added up, you know, that God had called us to go to Macedonia to preach the gospel. And, of course, that is the main thing. And in missions, we always say what? Keep the main thing the main thing. And don't get distracted. You know, we have a lot of distracted drivers these days. And we don't want to have distracted missions these days. We have to keep the main thing the main thing, and that is preaching the gospel. It doesn't mean that we don't do other things, but the main thing is preaching the gospel. And so it said that they included that we had been called. And so tonight we wanted to share with you just briefly about our call to missions.
Um, I did not grow up wanting to be a missionary. Um, I was in GAs and heard about missionaries, and we had missionaries come to our church to speak, but to be honest, I was not interested. It did not appeal to me at all. Um, Many years later, when God uh, called Scott into the ministry, we were having a conversation well, it was more like a monologue because I was doing most of the talking, but uh, we were having a conversation about what specifically God was calling Scott to do. Um, and I said, well, you could be a youth minister. That'd be neat. Uh, you could um, maybe be a music minister. You're musical. I think you could do that, you know, but of course, I wouldn't want you to be a pastor, and the worst thing would be to be a missionary, I actually said those words, and, uh, and so God called him to be a pastor first, and while he was a pastor, he went on his first mission trip. Um, while he was on his first mission trip, and I was back home, I began sensing that God was speaking to us, and he was trying to tell us something. We talked briefly one time over the phone while he was on this trip, and we both said, well, you know, we kind of feel like, I feel like God's speaking to me. Well, me too, and so we were going to talk about it when he got back. I picked him up from the airport, and as we were uh, going on, I can see it in my mind, as we were going on this entrance route to the interstate, I just had this really strong impression, really kind of a vision of us being missionaries. So um, when we talked about it, we decided that we did not want to influence each other, We wanted to let God be the influence, so we didn't talk about it for about six months, and we just sought the Lord individually. I had some really interesting things happen during that period of time. Um, One day at the school where I was working, I was passing a Christian co-worker, and randomly she said to me, have you ever thought about being a missionary? God does some interesting things in our lives. Um, the minister of music at our church approached me during this time as well and said, um, I would really like to do uh, this cantata about the life of Lottie Moon, and I want you to play Lottie Moon. So as I began learning the music for this cantata, I couldn't ever get through the song where she surrenders to the call. It just tore me up. Um, one day a neighbor came over to our house and said, you know, I, I was listening to this radio program the other day and, uh, I've never done this before, but, um, I ordered the tape that shows you how long ago it was, ordered the tape of this, um, program. And, you know, for some reason I just thought about you and thought you would want to listen to this or, or you might be interested in this. It was a missionary testimony. Um, also during this time, I was kind of studying the book of Ephesians, and God gave me what I call my missionary verse. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, it says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. 
Well, that was me, the least of all God's people. Because I kept thinking, why me? I'm not special. I'm not wonderful. I'm not a perfect Christian. I just kept thinking about my inadequacies, but it's God's grace through his power. And it wasn't about me. So um, after about the six months, we began talking uh, a little more again and about this call and felt like the Lord wanted both of us to go together on a mission trip. So uh, God literally miraculously provided the funds for that. Don't have time to go into all of that. But we thought, I'm, I'm sure, I know both of us, we thought that on this trip, I don't know, an angel was gonna appear before us or lightning was gonna flash, I don't know, something big. God was gonna do this big thing and confirm our call one way or the other. Well, he didn't. It was a great trip. I mean, we were blessed and everything, but we came back just kind of in the same state we went. And uh, we said, okay, let's fast and pray about it. So one day we were praying together and um, God just said almost audibly, what are you waiting for? He had shown me so many things and spoken to me in so many ways. And I've just mentioned a few. Um, you know, it was, it was this idea that it's now. I'm, t- I'm calling you right now. So there's that at once idea that we saw in this scripture. And, you know, he was, he w- it was like he was saying, what more do you need? Can't you add it up? Can't you put all these things together and see what I have been showing you? And so I could, and I did conclude that God was calling us to be missionaries. One thing that I was thinking of that you were going to say, Joyce, was we never did the Lottie Moon uh, cantata. Yeah, she spent all that time. But, you know, the Lord had a purpose in it just for her to be exposed to that. Um, Well, just continuing with our shared call, and that is one thing I'll add, of course, as a couple, uh, it has to be a shared call. It can't just be one or the other. It, It definitely has to be both. And we have seen over the years the results of when it's not and uh, it's it's not a very pleasant thing that happens. Uh, so it has to be both. And you can't have one just trying to play along with it. Uh, it's a very serious thing that as a couple, you're going as a couple, just like anything else uh, that you're going to commit to as a couple. But as Joyce said, uh, I was pastoring in Simpsonville, Kentucky, and um, the KBC... Kentucky Baptist Convention had this mission trip uh, partnership with the state of Espiritu Santo, uh, which means Holy Spirit, in in Brazil. And as soon as I heard about it, I was just like, you know, I've got to go. I've got to do that. And um, so I went to the deacons about it, and the the church supported it. And even the church pretty much paid my way uh, to go. And... um, so I went, and it was interesting in that on this particular trip, 
we, we went in a group, but when we got there, I was sent out by myself. It was just me and the interpreter. And so I think that was very uh, impactful in part of my call because uh, I became very close uh, to my interpreter. We became very good friends. As a matter of fact, we're still friends today. He lives in the States. And, um, but, and it was just, just a life-changing experience going on that mission trip. And so that's what I was talking about earlier about when Paul received the vision. Uh, that's on that trip is when I felt I received the, the vision, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, some, uh, you know, like, like Joy said, angels appearing or whatever, but God used that trip uh, for me to go out and see, and see the needs and, and feel his call. And so as I returned, as Joy shared, we both began to talk about uh, going full-time. And we prayed about it, and um, as she also shared, we went the next year thinking, you know, we're going to have like a Damascus Road uh, experience, but that didn't happen. And so we, um, we, we continued to pray about it, and I was in my office, in my study uh, one afternoon, and I was looking at the scripture that we used tonight, uh, Acts ten sixteen. And I was looking at it. Uh, back then, I was fresh enough out of seminary to kind of remember some Greek. And, uh, and as I've already described to you, uh, as I looked it up in the Greek, it literally means to add things up. And, and God, just right there in that moment, said, it, it all adds up, Scott. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm calling you to go. And... Um, and of course, there's always doubt, but if, if there's no doubt, there's no faith. And, um, and you can think about that theologically for a while, but uh, it's true. If, if something's a fact, then you're not accepting it in faith. So faith involves uh, going ahead even when uh, sometimes there's, you're not totally sure about what's going on. And so God took that, and we applied uh, with the IMB, and um, actually very short process because we God had already prepared us. Uh, we had every requirement that the IMB has; we had already done it, so we were ready to walk out the door. But as I said, it also involves sacrifice and. Uh, our daughter was nine at the time, and she was not a happy camper, as they say. Uh, and that was very tough, very tough. And had it not been for the, that I was so sure of the call, when she was so upset, I, was, I would have just said, oh, forget it, we're not going. She was so upset and so hurt. And so, you know, that, that's tough. That's tough. But, of course, she went on and, and loved it. And then when it was time for her to go back to the States uh, to start college, she wanted to stay in Brazil, you know, with her friends. So, uh, 
God provides and God, God gives the direction. And I mentioned the immediacy and, and what I wanted to say about that was just that, um, you know, there's, there's just something about it. There's just a God, you know, that God is saying yes. And um, we've continued to be led like that uh, through the years. Um, during our time in Brazil as career missionaries, um, as Scott said, you know, we were led to different places and different things. Uh, he just continued to call us uh, to, to different places. We served in three cities. And uh, different places of work, such as we worked in a um, slum area that was built on a garbage dump, an invasion area that um, where the people had just squatted on the land, and now there were almost 10,000 inhabitants in this area with no work and no church. Um, he called us to work in apartment buildings and high-rises. Um, he also called us to different ministries. Uh, someone asked me this morning, I was trying to see if she's here tonight, what a, an average day was like for us. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's no average day. God called us to so many different ministries, human needs, seminary education, evangelism, church planting, discipleship, doing Bible studies, preaching and teaching God's word. Um, doing leadership training, training in music and worship and leading those things, um, mentoring and supervising other missionaries, distributing God's word. The list could just go on and on. And I'm not saying this to say, oh, look at all the things we did. But this is God at work in our lives saying, now this is what you need to do. Here, here is this opportunity. Here is this need. And, um, and so you have to continue to listen and look for those visions and hear his voice and let him prepare you for the next thing. We, he also led us to many different ministry partners. Uh, this church is a great example who's been a ministry partner with us for, uh, so many years, um, we had four partnerships with the Kentucky Baptist Convention, uh, working with many volunteers from the U.S., Brazilian nationals that were our partners in ministry as we worked together to reach those that were lost, associations of churches, parachurch organizations, nonprofits, um, other missionaries as we worked together, and WMU, the list once again could go on and on of uh, ministry partners that the Lord brought into our lives and um, would supply uh, for us to do the work that he called us to do. You know, the Lord would prepare us always for the next thing and give us a vision of what it was and then call us into the next phase, the next place. Um, and we just had to add it up each time. We just had to look at what God was doing and come to that conclusion of how God was moving us forward in his plan um, and his mission. And so our question tonight is, how about you? Yeah, we want to kind of turn it on, turn it on its head now, and ask about you. What about a vision? Uh, 
that God is giving you. The Great Commission is for all of us. Uh, it's not just for a certain few. Uh, we're all called. There's so many ways that we can uh, be involved in, in, as a word I used this morning in Sunday school, engaging lostness, whether it be through praying, whether it be through giving, going, or as this church does so wonderfully, sending. And uh, so we want to challenge you to be looking for the vision. And as I shared with the Sunday school classes this morning, uh, first of all, Jesus went out, and then he saw, and then he had compassion. And sometimes we need to get out in order to get the vision, just like, you know, I did. Not, not that I did it <laughs> consciously almost, but that I just felt God leading me to that, that mission trip, the volunteer trip, and, and then I received the vision. And perhaps God is, is continuing to give you uh, a vision of what he would have you to do, what the next step is. And, of course, then after that is uh, looking at getting prepared. What is it that you need to do uh, to do what God wants you to do? Maybe it's more education. Maybe it's more training. Maybe it's uh, taking care of financial situations. You know, before the IMB will send you out, you have to be zeroed out. Uh, you can't have, you can't leave debt behind uh, in the U.S. Uh, and if you have a house, you have to sell it. I mean, there are some exceptions to that, but you're just zeroing out and you're going out with a uh, clean slate. Uh, so there's many things uh, that need to be addressed. It could be uh, a health issue, but that doesn't mean it can't be overcome. So there's things that you need to look at in that, prepare, that preparation stage. And then finally, um, there comes the time when it's, it's time to leave and make the sacrifices. So um, we just want to take a time as we're ending here for, uh, for you to reflect a moment as we, uh, as we pray. And if you feel like God is perhaps touching your heart tonight to calling you, and you just want, you feel like you just need to talk to someone about that. Uh, we're here. Uh, Brother Scott's coming. Uh, Brother Jeff's up here at the front as well. And we'll be here for you to talk with. Um, <clears throat> also, the very first call is a call to Christ. And that's often the first step. Uh, well, not often. It is the first step uh, is accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so if you haven't done that, the call goes out for that as well. So um, Brother Mark's going to come to the front. And uh, as he's doing that, we're going to have a time of prayer that I'm going to lead us in. And then we will have a time of, of invitation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that... We have received the great co-mission. Uh, we know that uh, you, Lord, are the, the God of mission. 
that you took the very first mission trip in Genesis when you went out and sought Adam and Eve in the garden. And we know, Lord, that you have commissioned your son to come and he came in the flesh, God incarnate, to give us the example of going and being, uh, being on site, to being where you need us to be, to be your hands and feet and eyes and arms and whatever it is you need for us to do. And so we thank you for that opportunity. We thank you that you include us uh, in your call, that we know the Lord that you could you can do anything, but you have given us the privilege of being your instruments and being used by you. As Joy said, no, even though we're unworthy, we don't, we don't have anything that we can really offer. But as a, a glove that's just sitting there lifeless, uh, you put your hand in and make it make us move and make us do what you would have us to do as you fill us so we pray for each of us tonight lord as we uh, are called to do our part in the great commission and we ask lord that you would um, give us a vision that we would immediately get ready and get prepared to do, to go, whatever it is you want us to do, and therefore be ready when we go on the mission that you've given us. And we also pray, Father, for anyone here tonight that has never invited you into their heart we know that uh, that's the first call, the call to Christ. Uh, the church is literally called the called out ones. And so we make that call again tonight. And once again, we thank you for all your blessings this weekend as we've heard so much about missions and your call we thank you for the staff here and what they do to provide and equip this flock to do your will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.